This episode brought to you by our friends at Pocket Mortgage by Speedy Loans. We live in Portland, Oregon, and it's not easy to find a home. And if you do find one, you look and it's like $7 zillion and everyone's bidding for it already. Fortunately, you don't need a $7 zillion house. With a tiny home, you can get all the luxury of two steps up from homeless at half the cost. That's where our friends at Pocket Mortgage come in. Pocket Mortgage makes the tiny home buying process smoother for you. They understand us millennials, and they won't confuse you with terms like APR or adjustable rate. You just sign a piece of paper and they take care of the rest. Don't go it alone. Go in there with the best. Speedy Loans is ranked the highest in customer satisfaction within the first 30 days of loan origination. To get started with Pocket Mortgage, go online to notatrailerhome.com and get your tiny house mortgage today. Literally. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Bryce Hansen, who holds a PhD in spookology, and Professor David Day, the foremost expert on scare no-nos. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. I'm Bryce Hansen. And I'm David Day. How are you all doing out there in podcast land? So, welcome to Horror Movie Talk. I almost read the entire intro again. <laughs> I love the energy you got this morning. Uh, yeah. Um, so first off, go check out our website, horrormovietalk.com. You'll find links to our social media and uh, how to get involved with the show. Uh, please, if you have an iPhone before we get started, it's going to take like, I mean, just like two. That'd be great. Two seconds. Yeah. Open up Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating. Um, it's all the way down at the bottom if you're scrolling through episodes. Um, it really helps us out. Yeah, you do that. You do that right now. Pause the show. Do that right now. And then I'm right. Okay. And then yeah. as soon as you come out of pause, I'm going to give you a little treat. So here we go. Pause it. Okay. Pause. We'll oh, wait. baby. Oh, I love it when you review me like that. Yeah. Oh. Review it just like that, baby. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have... Is that a raincoat? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. So today we got a great show. We're going to be talking about the Christmas classic. <laughs> Rare Exports, A Christmas Story. Is it A Christmas Story? Or... I think it's. Uh, it might be Christmas Story. It, it... We can't be bogged it's down some, with these minor called, details of the title. It's called Rare Exports. Yeah. It's on the top of a lot of Christmas horror movie lists. And yeah. And we were really interested in watching it. Yeah. So we'll start out by giving a brief review. And our score for the movie, we score on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry. 5 being an average film that hits all the expected marks. And 10 being so good it transcends genre boundaries. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. And then later, we'll be doing a couple bits. We'll be doing taglines, which is a bit where we come up with alternate taglines and kind of summarize the movie. And then we'll, we'll do uh, It Came From Social Media. Well, we'll read some comments from social media. We got a lot this week. Like, yeah. a lot. Yeah. As we were watching, as we were watching Rare Expert Sports, uh, I got... I got uh, we yeah we got a great message 
on Facebook that I can't wait to share all the way from, well, I don't know where, where she's from. But, uh, well, she's from, from Bolivia, Bolivia, but I think she lives in the U.S. Yeah, it may, maybe. I'm not going to make assumptions, but I'm just going to say, uh, you know who you are, and I love you. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about all those sweet, sweet fans, and it came from social media. Yeah, Rare Exports is everywhere, apparently. You can just watch it anywhere, basically. Yeah. Uh, we streamed Rare Exports, and much like Finland, it was cold and dark. True, true. Here is the trailer. Here it comes, trailer. <laughs> it's the most magical time of the year. When traditions are honored. And the youngest among us still believe in the spirit of the season. We found something else than just plain rocks and dirt. This mountain is like a giant icebox. For storing what? Drill deep. Bear the dynamite. You have grave to rob. We have Santa Claus. Selitä sille, että... Meillä on täällä pukki myytävänä. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. And he doesn't give up. You get all that? Yeah. Merry Christmas, Patrick. It's our last Christmas episode. It's our last Christmas episode. Merpy Christmas, everybody. <laughs> everybody have a Merry Christmas. Do they have a New Year's horror movie? Because <laughs> our next episode is going to be on January 1st. It'd just be balls dropping or something like that. Just like some... Hey, there was a lot of balls dropping in this movie. Oh, holy moly were there ever. <laughs> If you guys want to see balls, check this movie out. Rare exports can be found streaming free on Crackle. Remember <laughs> Crackle? Yeah. I remember people saying the word Crackle and me being like, what? It's Sony's streaming service that was once the, the you, only thing. Yahoo's was, streaming service? No, Sony's. Wasn't it originally? You, Yahoo? No, Yahoo had its own. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, the only reason why people even knew about Crackle is that Jerry Seinfeld's show was on it. Oh, for the first several seasons, and then Sorny and Magnet Box, yeah. or it's also on Amazon Prime or Hulu if you subscribe to either the, either of those. Rare Exports tells that tried and true Christmas yarn of a young boy discovering that Santa Claus is real. 
This heartwarming tale set in Finland follows Pietari and his widowed father as they try to make ends meet in the frosty north. But tragedy strikes when winter livestock tragically die. When that happens, it's up to Pietari to discover the magic of Santa and save Christmas. Is it just, is it Pietari or is it Peter? Uh, You could say Peter. Okay. All right. Pietari. It's probably Pieter. Pieter. Um... This movie is a lot of fun in retrospect, but to be honest, you really have to be in the mood for this type of film. Like most Scandinavian films, it's very dry and has a real particular type of slow drip black humor. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it is. I'm I'm so interested to because uh, you re- you reached out to our our resident Swede, uh, Magnus. Yeah, uh, to, and I'm so interested to see what he had to say about this when it when. When yeah, we can. I have, I have it written out for it came from social media, but we can skip forward if we want. Because it is it is a very this is a brand. It's like a very <laughs> specific brand of fart. You know, it's yeah. like this smells a very certain way. Well, for for me, I mean, this just shows that we're just ugly Americans. I was like, oh, yeah, Magnus, like this is his people. Uh-huh. But he's not Finnish. He's no. Swedish. Yeah, that's it's really like, rude. I just assumed it was the same thing. Well, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I think I think if anybody can get away with that, it's you. You're this you're this giant Norse man. Yeah, you're from giant. You're from. Uh, you're, where are you from? N- uh, Nor- my Norway. My people are from Norway. Yeah, Norway. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Look um, at you. Yeah, I'm. So, I'm probably like like a goddamn Viking over a here. A good like third Norwegian. Um, it has a, the, so the movie has a very unique mix of Lovecraftian horror and schlock that you really don't see that often. Like most Lovecraftian stories, a lot of the exposition is third hand and can feel rather clinical. However, the ideas in this movie are genuinely fun. And if you can endure the desert level dryness of the humor, um, it's, it's a good time. Holy shit. I'm seeing your score here. I'm floored. Yeah. This... You're, you're a, you're baloney. You're full of baloney. No, I think, it, so here's, here's the thing. Yeah. Keep going. It's, the I'll film, let you keep going. The film is played so straight that it's easy to miss how crazy and fun the concepts are within it. Uh, Aaron walked in on the ending scene, my wife, and upon explaining the plot to her, I realized how fun the movie actually sounds. How fun it sounds, yes. Yeah. It sounds fun. It's it's not the best viewing experience, but to be honest, like I've really enjoyed a lot of movies like this, and I just was not in the right mood to watch it the night that we watched it, and so I'm trying to like compensate. Yeah, you sure are. There was, there was another movie... Um, like no one heard about it, but I went and saw it. It was like back when I had Movie Pass and I just saw anything. Uh-huh. Um, it was a Liam Neeson movie that was a remake of The Wolf. No, or it, the Grave. No, it was a remake of like a Scandinavian kind of black humor movie where Liam Neeson oh. tries to assassinate some. Yeah, I remember that people, and it had a lot of like this type of black humor, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I remember you mentioning that. Yeah. Um. So, this this movie, like I said, is on the top of a lot of Christmas horror movie lists. It's not personally my favorite. Um, that spot is still reserved for Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um, but I I do respect this movie, and I I think it's high quality. It was good, and um, going going back over all the plot points, I was like, 
Yeah, if I was in a better mood, I would have really, really enjoyed this movie. I was in, like, a bad mood, and I was pretty buzzed. You were? Yeah. You were in a bad mood, and you were buzzed? Both things that I basically didn't know while we were watching the movie. You didn't know I was... I said I was buzzed. Well, at the end, yeah. Yeah. I was like... I mean, I'm just... It just was not a good night for me. Yeah, so the the viewing experience of, of watching it, like, was probably a five for me at the time. Listen to Bryce floundering around with this score. Come on. Out with it. What do you gotta say? But in retrospect, <laughs> if I were to like pit this against, you know, other other horror movies, I'm gonna give it a score of a seven. Okay. So just being obje- okay, so first of all What do you want me to do? <laughs> what is it that you want? If you really want to do something for me, then stop making this scene Stop making this scene, Bryce. Um, I just, uh, okay, just trying to be objective about this thing. A little bit. (laughs) His name was Peter, too. Uh, (laughs) Was it? Uh, maybe. I'm gonna say it was. So, just trying to be objective like you have tried to be, uh, in, in your review. Uh, I look at this and I go, yeah, it wasn't poorly done. It hits all the, all the expected marks. Um, it, uh. I got to say it was a big letdown in in a couple of different ways that really um really kind of bummed me out. Uh and and because of those <laughs> because because it's essentially a monster movie, um I felt that it fell under uh, there were certain things it needed to do. Uh-huh. And it did not do those things. Yeah. See, that's kind of, that's kind of the fun part is that it whole cloth it com- ignored <laughs> any any if it, it, it like it like saw all of the interesting things that it could do, and it was like, no, fuck those, uh, and fuck anybody who wants to see them. And it's like, instead, insert old man penises all over the place. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I'm 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 always game for a good old dick viewing. <laughs> good I've mean, been begging for it. Just good old fashioned, lots of dicks all around. Just I want to. I'll look at them. That doesn't bother me. I'm just saying, don't insert it for all the good stuff that could be in your film. And for that, I don't feel like I can go lower than a five. I, I'm, I'm very disapp- I was very disappointed upon watching this movie, and I will not watch it again. So um, I think I'll go. I think I'll say a four. Yeah, this I, is a big disagreement. Yeah, this is a, we're, we're definitely split on this. Also, the other decent the, discrepancy, the, but I think we can both see each other's point. Yeah, the other aspect is that. Um, it's on the top of a lot of lists, and so I had pretty high expectations for mm-hmm. it. Yeah, um, I think it's one of those that if you go in blind and you don't know anything about it, mm. might be better. But I kind of did anyways. I don't know. I went in. I'm, I went I'll, in without any like. Nobody said it. Like I haven't read any. Like I've just seen the name a couple times. I've never heard like oh it's great or anything like that. So I didn't go in with any of those kind of expectations, and it and it still really bottomed out my bummer level well yeah 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 what do you guys think of of rare exports comment on a facebook page or reach out to us on twitter or instagram um there's a couple of people that said that they really like this movie i know dustin was a pretty big fan of it when we mentioned that this was the next one we were doing yeah i (sighs) Dustin is our resident art artist we'll talk about. Yeah, he fucks hard. Uh, So, yeah, I kind of wonder about about 
people who are like, oh, yeah, I've seen that. It's good. You know, what does that mean? Because I would, I don't know. I, I you, like, like you mentioned a few episodes ago, I like hyperbole a lot. Uh-huh. And I think it, I think it serves a great purpose, uh-huh. a great, a fabulous purpose, the best purpose, uh-huh. which is hyperbole. <laughs> no, which is really making it clear. Uh-huh. So when you just say good, that could mean anything. And yeah, this movie is good. That's about it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, okay, before we get into spoilers, let's talk a bit about our Patreon. If you want early access to episodes or exclusive access, to access. exclusive access to the after pod where we leave the mics rolling and shoot the shit about stuff other than horror movies and sometimes horror movies, um, go to our Patreon, check out our different tiers. And see if there's something that you like. I was cu- talking to a couple of our patrons last night, and I was told, bar none, they enjoy the afterpod more than horror movie talk. Yeah, Th- like that was their a- actual, like that was their. They were like, I like this podcast that you do privately so weird. I wonder- more than the more than the podcast that got me into you guys. Well, one of the things is that we're. <laughs> It's a lot more uncensored in terms of like mm-hmm. we'll talk about stuff that we probably wouldn't in probably you know, shouldn't a public facing yeah podcast. It's a lot more like there just, are still topics that we don't quite want to talk about. Yeah, but. sure, but it's everything is on the table for the most part, yeah. with the exception of the most personal stuff. Yeah, like so. stuff that's incriminating at work, Do- docs <laughs> stuff. Yeah, docs stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, but even then, we'll talk about people by name. On oh yeah, Afterpod. <laughs> yeah. So come on in. Uh, yeah. So the other way you can support the podcast, if you don't want to make a commitment to uh, a monthly gift, you can support us by clicking through to Amazon from our website. If you go to horrormovietalk dot com, there's a button at the top that says "Buy on Amazon." If you're going to do any Christmas shopping, um, I guess you wouldn't be at this point of hearing this episode <laughs> but uh if you're gonna buy anything on amazon if you got some amazon gift cards click through on the website and we'll get a little oh yeah man it. put those amazon gift cards to work uh check out our resident artist dustin Goebel. we already mentioned him he's a professional artist who fucks hard he also takes commissions for artwork from hmt fans uh check him out at d-g-o-e-b-e-l zero zero on instagram and make your artistic dreams come true tell them hmt sent you thanks again for listening hang Let's on hang on i got one more one more ad for you check out shutter s-h-u-d-d-e-r dot com for all your streaming horror needs i'm just going to go through a small list of what's available on shutter right now and if you enter hmt at checkout you get a 30 day motherfucking free trial up in this bitch. So head on over to Shudder and you can see such classics as Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2. The people, uh, by the way, which we're, all this month, Bryce and I have talked, oh man, I really wish we could be reviewing yeah. Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Kind of, after watching Rare Exports, we wondered if we made the right decision, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. But actually, speaking of patrons, we're going to be doing a, 
uh, I don't know if we should publicize this. This might be a secret. It's a, it might get, it, us, get it, us in trouble. Is it a secret? But uh, patron exclusive live stream of a movie of us watching Silent Night, Silent Night Deadly Night Two. Yeah. We're going to do a live stream of it and and be commenting on it as yeah. we watch it. And if you want to watch it along with us, you can head on over to Shutter, enter HMT at checkout, get that thirty day free trial. Also available on Shutter right now. The People Under the Stairs. That's a that was one that really scarred me as a child. The Lost Boys, Sleepwalker. Um, let's see here. What else we got? Uh, we got Tetsuo the Iron Man. You remember that? Bryce loved Tetsuo the Iron Man. You got the Reanimator. Um, I watch Reanimator. That is a really great movie, isn't it? Isn't <laughs> that's, it fun? That's a lot of fun. Yeah. So so head on over to Shutter. Check it out, and we sure do appreciate you guys doing that. Okay, let's get into spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers! <laughs> hey, can you put that filter back on? Can, will the filter work, work on, on the? the uh, will the fir- filter work on the drops? Um, let's let's, let's give, give it a try, try here. Here we go. No. Tell well, you know. Tell well, you know. No, it doesn't work. Oh. Here, try now. Tell well, you know. Oh, okay. okay now hang, hang on. on. Is that a raincoat? <laughs> it's <laughs> <laughs> it's tits, bitch. Oh, oh damn. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Serena, don't, don't just stare at it. Eat it. <laughs> Get, Get the, the fuck, fuck out! out! <laughs> I believe that Bryce prefers Van Patten's card to mine. <laughs> he had no face! Oh. Okay. Did you think I'm retarded? <laughs> oh, that was the most fun I've ever had. <laughs> That's pretty fun. <laughs> sorry if sorry if you guys hated that, but I loved it. You gotta you gotta snip the uh, the American Psycho clip of I can't believe Bryce prefers, and then just stop it right there. I can't believe Bryce prefers Van Patten's card to mine. Okay, so I'm going to treat it a little differently because, to be honest, I did not make a lot of notes at this film. And I'm going to do the thing that I dislike about a lot of other horror movie podcasts and just go through the synopsis (laughs) so we can talk about it beat by beat. I've got that kind of mucus that just like... Mm-hmm. It Tell feels like it's like just hanging off of my uvula. Yeah, that's it's just called, right in the back of the throat. That's called post nasal drip. It's the it but is, it's like thick. Yeah, thick, thick. It's so thick. Um, yeah, no, I think thick, actually hot, <laughs> <laughs> thick, hot, white cum. Um, <laughs> uh, might, need, might need a little context for that. Uh, yeah, that's a drop from another podcast that's even more deplorable than ours. Yeah. Uh, so, no, actually, I think the way you're breaking down this, I think the way you're tackling spoilers in this movie is the best way to tackle spoilers in this movie. I think it should be gone through uh, beat by beat. Yeah, so here, I'll read you the only notes that I made for this whole movie. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> <clears throat> Very Lovecraftian, Turbo Kid, <laughs> Fairy Tales, 
and Santa trapped in ice. Fairy tales. He yeah. wrote down fairy tales. Uh-huh. This is those. This is our our crack team hard at work. I was I was not super engaged with this movie, and I don't know how much is to fault with me or the movie itself. And yet it gets it gets a seven. It still gets a seven. Well, I, I will have you known. I no, I wasn't buzzed at all. <laughs> And See, I, I think, had a, I think we I, like I had a great day. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the movie was awful. Usually, when we're watching the movie and you're really buzzed, like you are, talk, just talk, like talk. Like it's usually not a great experience for you. Mm-hmm. From like I, I can't remember a time that you're you're drinking during the movie that you had a real good time. Oh man, I yeah, I can. Which one? Um, seems like all of them. It just makes it so much better. Really? Yeah. It's like, um, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's like listening to music when you're high, you know? It just sounds better, kind of. It's like the it hits you at, at, the right, at the right way. Now, that being said, it, it also amplifies the misery. Like, Suspiria, <laughs> I was pretty buzzed, and Suspiria was unbearable. I think you were pretty buzzed on slender man and that could have that would have been terrible no i, I wasn't that buzzed on slender man huh. but anyway uh yeah i i was fine throughout this movie and uh not uh still not a fan so it opens up with uh, the excavation of this big hill yeah feels like almost a mountain yeah it feels straight out of lovecraft specifically i started listening to the audiobook of at the Mountains of Madness, mm-hmm. and it same, it was basically the same thing. Yeah, they're same they're thing. drilling, and they don't know what they're drilling for, basically. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Because the, the, the people who are there don't know what they're drilling for. The guy above does. Right. So there's allusions to a discovery of ancient origins underneath a layer of insulating sawdust. Um, they explained how in olden days, they used to uh, cover... Ice blocks and sawdust to insulate it. So the um, sod, so they use sawdust to insulate. So there's something, yeah, being preserved, yeah, being in the mountain, kept in ice. Um, we're introduced to a couple kids. Peter and Juso are watching the men excavating, and later Peter discovers a bunch of ancient legends about Santa Claus being an evil entity with horns that punishes naughty children. And he's convinced that inside the mountain is Santa Claus because later, I'll skip ahead, they're reading legends of kind of an ancient um, people, like a native people that... Peter is. Yeah. Specific. He's like, he's suddenly very interested in Santa because his friend tells him that Santa isn't real. Yeah. And he discovers the story of these you know natives that basically captured santa claus right the, the monster santa claus he f- they trapped him underneath this lake they let the- him out onto the thin ice yeah and then he fell through and then they and then they like went to work like insult like making sure he was frozen forever well yeah the lake completely froze over and then they chipped him out and then they, yeah. they put him on the mountain and insulated so that's like the legend is that that mountain is, you know, frozen Santa. Yeah, right. 
Yeah, the, the mound, it, it's a mound built by ancient peoples to keep the, the ancient evil at bay. So later, after they see the excavation, um, nothing really happens other than there's some mysterious footprints that show up around Peter's house. And he assumes they're from Santa because he's really like, you know, he, he's in that mind space of uh, scary Santa. Yeah. Um, Strange mind space to be in. Like, I where what? Okay, do you know anything about like Krampus or why or the scary Santa version? Like, why why is he scary in some? I think some it's, stories. Uh, I think it's kind of a melding of lots of different legends. I don't think it was ever literally Santa Claus. I think they had like beasts like Krampus kind of thing that was there to scare children and then they kind of melded together with oh. another tradition I'm assuming yeah. I, don't, I don't know if there's any Scandinavian Santa Claus folklore experts that are fans <sighs> let us know what the what the history of We were talking about Scandinavian folklore and how a lot of it is just trolls yeah. And that's so badass. Like, that's that's the most badass of all. Like, okay, you got fairies in Ireland and, like, and like shamrocks and leprechauns and shit. And that's kind of, eh, eh, it's, it's kind of gay. Um, and then you got fucking trolls. Gigantic humanoid things that walk around in the waste. And they, they have, like, antifreeze for blood and they just bite people. You know, like that's yeah. badass. Yeah, I bought a, a book of Norwegian folk tales. Um, it's kind of interesting. A lot of them are very similar, and they all feature like trolls. Yeah, it's like a troll taking someone. That's awesome. Someone trying to save them, and then they do like a thing three times in a row until it works. I don't know. Doing a thing three times saves them from the troll. Yeah, or can. Or they trick the troll th- three times in a similar way. Like the, it's like a magic number of three for some reason. If you read these folklores, it's it it's really is good for storytelling. <laughs> a movie from f- from Scandinavia that I appreciate a whole lot <coughs> is um, Troll Hunter. If you guys haven't seen Troll Hunter, it's worth it in my opinion. It, it is it is a monster movie that is awesome. I don't like monster movies, but it is a good one. Okay, so meanwhile, well, while, I don't know why, I turn like into a southern person sometimes when I say well. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. (laughs) (laughs) um, What's happening in the town is there's the yearly reindeer hunt or harvest. Not not sure if these reindeer are domesticated or not. That's not It's kind of, it's vague. Um, They're expecting this giant herd of reindeer to come over the hill. Literally, they're just standing behind the hill waiting for the sound of music moment. Yeah. For the reindeer to, you know. Which is funny. Have the hills come alive with the sound of hoof beats. Hoofs. Um, But there's two scraggly ones that come over the hill. And uh, nothing else. And so they're like, what the fuck? It's discovered that all of this herd of reindeer have been slaughtered close to this mountain where the drilling is happening. And the men blame the company excavating, and they're like, we need recompense for all these lost reindeer, because obviously <laughs> they're close to this mountain, so 
Yeah. Uh, they, they owe us. Well, yeah, they're, what they were saying was the the explosions at the mountain d- drove the wolves toward the toward the pa- toward the uh, right. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, cuz they were driving it away from the hills. You were buzzed. I um was. yeah, yeah, they were dri- yeah, they were saying that the wolves had been driven uh down from the mountains and toward the herd, which is like I thought I kind of, th- I mean, pff, this is just splitting hairs. I, I, I I'm pretty sure I wolves will yeah. naturally. Yeah, wolves will just go after the herd. They, <laughs> not like they just hang out on the mountain. They're like, okay, I'm good up here. Yeah. But I get it. It's a, it's a lot of this, so much of this movie is super dry humor. Yeah. That is very hard to read. <laughs> but you can tell it's going on. It's, there's like these a little bit too long of pauses. Right. And that kind of thing where it's like, oh, okay, this is, this is kind of a joke. Right. Yeah. Um, so the men want compensation from the drilling company for their lost livelihood. And um, so, yeah, then they then there's more about ancient tales of Santa being captured in ice. Um, Peter's father sets up a wolf trap in their yard because wolves are, you know, they're assuming they're going to be a bigger problem. Yeah, he sets up a punji pit. Yeah. With uh, so if you're not familiar, that's just a big hole in the ground with sharp spikes in the bottom of it. Yeah, and then he and then he hangs a a hogshead over it as bait, and you know put, just puts a bunch of uh, boughs, Sprigs of yeah, boughs of uh, of you know trees over it to kind of cover it up. The wolf trap is sprung, and they go out, and uh, Peter's father sees like a bloody hand, and he like guards Peter from it, and then they go back he gets his friends to uncover the body it should, and it's this old scraggly bearded man yeah and it should be noted that peter's dad is a is a butcher by trade oh yeah yeah so he has he has a warehouse on the property where he just you know he just slaughters whatever he's yeah. he's the town so yeah like he's butcher. he's the the reindeer slaughter guy yeah know, for for that herd that they lost so they they get this old bearded man and he ends up being alive and they begin to try to communicate with him well they're first a first they're like let's well we accidentally trapped this old man fuck like <laughs> and he's dead they're and assuming he's, he's yeah, dead yeah they're like god this this guy's dead how you killed him in a punji pit that's definitely illegal and he's like well he shouldn't have been trespassing and they're like well might as well cut him up. I guess we better just dispose of the body the way a butcher does by taking him to the old bandsaw. <laughs> and as soon as they put him on this this stretcher to like cut his arm off, he twitches back. And that's that's kind of it's kind of interesting that he's he's strangely strong and and like able to survive these incredibly cold like it's right he's completely naked i don't know if we mentioned that in the basically in the arctic you know right not far away from the coldest place on earth and uh and he's alive and it's just it's it's very strange so they try to communicate with the old dude they i guess he he had a coat was he wearing the coat they searched the coat and there's an ID for an American. Oh yeah. Yeah, he had some like slings. You know, it was it was like 
it was yeah it was like a coat with pockets yeah, and that was it wasn't super clear but they they think that his identity is that of an american right and they're like okay um they try to communicate they get the one guy that can speak english to come over and try to talk to him but they're not able to communicate yeah, and he he's, does, he's, he's talking in a language that's foreign to them all oh is he talk did he talk i think he the yeah the the bearded guy was trying to speak to him but they couldn't understand yeah i mean so as soon as he wakes up uh the dad has to go like the, like the dad has to like go take care of things outside so he leaves his buddy in charge and his buddy like gets down close to the to the to this this old man who and he and to see if he can hear him and the old man bites his ear off like he just fucking bites it off right you're quickly learning how much of this movie you don't remember right <laughs> I can see No, it. I remember it. Okay. I just it doesn't it doesn't pop to me. Like it doesn't it's not like Yeah. I felt nothing while watching it, so I'm yeah. not retaining a lot. Yeah, I know. It's but anyway, so he bites his ear off and well, not entirely off, but he could, I, I think it, that happens off camera, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it does happen off camera, but there's a there's movement and uh, yeah. an, an illusion to Scary screams. Yeah. And uh, and then now they're like, oh, this dude's fucking spooky. And he's he's like hunt. Now he's like he's like hunched himself up in the corner of the room in like a very um, it's just a disconcerting thing when there's a naked person not looking at you. You know, like in the corner of the room, kind of hunched over. Yeah. It's just weird, you know? So, I mean... He uh, won't respond yeah, at all. At this point, and I think Peter is like saying, oh, this is Santa Claus. He's scary, too. I was, I was thinking... Yeah, was, I mean, it's, it was, it's... All signs point to this being Santa. Yeah, all signs point to Santa. And he is properly, like, scary for a scary Santa. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're waiting for him to spring... Um, He's very attracted to Peter. Yeah, <laughs> like he can. His his nose twitches whenever the kid is around. Yeah, he's like smelling Peter, and and Peter's scared. And so you're assuming like, okay, Santa is gonna break loose, yeah, and cause havoc. Um, but they, and this is where it starts getting like funny when you start talking about it. Yeah, I mean, already some of this stuff is kind of fun, the concepts in it, but. They decide as a group to be like, oh, wait a minute. If this is Santa, he's worth a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, let's, let's go sell Santa. Like, they all come to the realize to the conclusion that this is Santa. Like, these are adults who uh-huh. are like, oh, it's fucking Santa right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, how much is he worth? He's got to be at least worth the the price of our herd that we lost. Yeah. I mean, that's like $84,000 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Some astronomical amount of money. So they they contact the American company that's doing the drilling, and because originally because they thought the American was I think it was like the the ID for the company, and or no 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 that's not what happens. There's like a radio that starts going off. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. Because so as far as I can tell, this this old man had killed people up on that mountain prior. Uh, or something like that. So, somehow, right? It seemed like they had a radio from the mountain, right? From the the drilling company, and so yeah, that's the, probably what it actually was. It wasn't the American who like he right. He the stole impression the... the impression that I got was this old man stole the ID or like stole the coat and the ID from 
one of the one of the mining contractors up on the mountain and and probably had the radio on him as well like he just took his coat which had the id and the radio in it right that's it that's that's how i i, I interpret so it. the radio starts squawking and they talk to the other person the other american on the other end of the line and they basically say like we have santa <laughs> we got santa you get you can come get him it's gonna cost you oh you know what we haven't mentioned about this movie a good three quarters of this movie is subtitled um and then and then the rest of it is in english uh so i mean there are i was joking at the start of this movie like oh subtitles because so many people are very adverse to watching movies with subtitles yeah it forces you to be more engaged than a lot of people want to be yeah in a movie but uh doesn't seem to didn't slow it down for me very much so no in that regard uh but i i'm not adverse to the subtitles so if you are something to consider um so they go <clears throat> to do an exchange yeah. Um, to sell Santa to the drilling company because that's really what they're drilling for. Right. Like, I think they understand it too. Yeah. The the main American. <laughs> um, when the American running the excavation arrives, he informs them, oh, this isn't Santa. This is just one of his helpers. Yeah, what are you talking about? This That's not Santa. Look how small he is. Spindly little arms. <laughs> He's not all fat and jolly. So they're like, oh, he's a helper. And, like, I don't think barely any time passes before there's a swarm of naked old men santa helpers yeah yeah they're elves i think there is is what they called them but yeah they're just essentially old men and uh old naked men i don't know why Lots of them. i don't know why or where they came from did they explain that did you not i don't know they just showed up just a bunch of fucking swinging dicks just all over the place, just running at you. So, and and the the Santa's helpers or the elves start attacking. Like they immediately like, grab the helicopter pilot and like rip him apart. And so the Peter and all the the adults escape into a nearby hangar, and they discover that there's a giant block of ice with horns com- coming out of it. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it's giant. Like a yeah, like a troll plane hanger. Yeah, it's yeah. They're in. It's like in a plane hanger that's open like to the sky. Yeah, it hold like the spruce goose or something. Yeah, and it's holding the spruce Santa. And 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 so it's this big round ball of ice. And and out of the fr- well, out of the front of it, I say, but it's just out of one side. Mm-hmm. Is uh, are these two big Krampus horns? Big, big, big horns that come out of this thing. Yeah, giant wrap around the. If you're not familiar with Krampus, um, it, it's he's a, he's an evil. He's Santa Claus's evil brother or something like that, who really fucks kids up, like people in general. There's a running of of Krampuses in like Spain or something like that, where they where they just arm people with big old fucking sticks and uh and you know Krampus regalia and then they and then they just beat on crowds of of people who are running through the streets and so you got to like you know you got to run away from uh from Krampus so anyway Krampus is a is a big deal a lot bigger deal in uh in Europe 
I think, than in the United States. Uh, so if you're not familiar, uh, that's Krampus. And you should probably look him up. Also, I think there was a 2015 movie. Uh, I saw it in theaters called Krampus that... Um, sorry, you were vamping while I was changing my well, cords. The twenty fifteen the twenty fifteen Krampus is worth is worth a watch. Uh if you guys haven't seen that, I don't know where you can stream it, but it's a good Christmas movie and I liked it a lot. Yeah. I saw it in theaters. <clears throat> we'll have to do Krampus next year. Oh well, you know. Um Okay, so they go in this hangar and with this block of ice, the, throughout the movie they kind of mention hey all of our radiators are getting stolen yeah where's like, all our radiators and and there was something else um like oh, hair dryer ovens and yeah hair dryers yeah so all of the town's heaters like they're all their heating elements basically are yeah. in this hangar heaters hair dryers radiators ovens they're all open and on and pointing at this block of ice to melt it also, around the block of ice are all the town's children sacked up in burlap sacks. Yeah. <laughs> There's a scene earlier where, like, the potato farmer um, is talking about how someone stole all of his sacks. They left the potatoes. <laughs> yeah, that was kind There's of a, a cool a scene. A giant hanger full of potatoes. That's probably where all the budget in this film went. The potatoes. The potatoes. Right. I yeah. mean, you can find a homeless person to be a naked old man for, like, 20 bucks. Yeah. You know, but getting a hanger full of potatoes is difficult. So they're all bagged up in these uh, in these sacks, um, being presented to Krampus. Yeah, and um, they're still being kind of attacked by all the elves. Yeah, and so they decide, the- hey, all the elves are attracted to these children. Let's use them as bait. Like this. Okay, so this movie spends forty-five minutes on setup, right? And there's essentially just two acts. Um, There's the setup, uh, which is long and slow, long and slow. And I, I think at a half hour mark, I was like, there is a lot of buildup in this movie. There better Uh be a payoff. And Bryce was like, it's a monster movie. There will be a huge payoff. And I was like. That's true. Yeah, you expect it to pay off in a certain way, and it does not. Uh, like no. it's it's a re- <laughs> it's a real bait and switch, it's a real fucking cock tease. But to be honest, like the the ending so was but, pretty great. I, I think it was pretty great. I do not agree, but but uh, the yeah, when it re- like it really does just switch gears into like now we're now we're. Dealing with this problem, this monster problem, and this elf problem. Yeah, so they attach all the bagged children to a giant net attached to a helicopter, and they start flying out, and there's this just comically large bag of bagged children. You know, that doesn't actually make any sound. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think. It's not a bunch of screaming. Or... Yeah. It probably would actually kill the children by doing what they did it at least by exposure yeah if not by like them just being piled on top of each other mm-hmm. crushing each other but it's flying this giant bag around and all the helper you know elves you know which keep in mind they are still just old naked men with dick swinging around yeah are starting to chase it like a herd of reindeer S- swinging dick elves and uh then they are leading them around and then in the hangar still is the plan is to blow up Santa 
inside the block of ice. And you're like, ha this is where it's going to get good. It's going to, they're going to release Santa. Yeah. Well, they just blow up Santa. Yeah. They just literally just blow him up and he's gone. And he's, then he's gone. Then he's gone. But wait, but then they take, they take the kids and they, they, uh, they like move. Oh wait! So they cap. No. So that you're forgetting the helicopter ride with the kids and sw- getting all the getting all the elves into the into the reindeer uh, electrified reindeer cage. Well, that's after they blow up Santa, though. Yeah, because all like after, right after after they blow up Santa, all the helpers like their their spell is broken. Yeah, all they got is just uh, a taste for kids. Yeah, and so they they like round them all up into a corral so they and they do this by getting them in one giant burlap sack taking that burlap sack by helicopter and flying it with the with peter like directing it while holding on to the side of this bag he's like he go take take these children and bring them to the you know to the fucking this is such a dumb fucking movie (laughs) god damn i can't believe i'm talking about this it is dumb. Ugh. Like it, when you describe it, it's it's very much schlock, but it's played so straight, you know. Yeah. Um. So they've got this, <laughs> all these excess elves, and they're like, "All right, what are we gonna do with all these naked men?" And they come up with the namesake of the movie. Basically, <laughs> they they have a whole year between now and next Christmas. Now, um, all this happens on like Christmas <clears throat> night or christmas eve or whatever yeah and they take the year and it shows kind of a montage of them training training the elves to like hold children on their laps and like not bite them not bite them and so they're training them to be mall santas yeah and then they export them for a fee all around the world and there you have it there you have it that's that's the that's a that's the name of the movie Rare exports, and then yeah. So, how are you feeling about your seven? You feeling pretty good? I might about have that? to. I might have to bring it down to a six. It's fucking dumb. Six, seven might be a little too generous. Like, I'm sorry if you know if this is your country's rare export, and you're very proud Finnish person who you know. But I'm sorry, but Troll Hunter blows this out of the water. Um, there was no Santa payoff. There was no. There was. I mean, like I'm. I don't need violence, but something. <laughs> yeah, when you when you have like a heavy schlock element, you'd expect yeah there to be like the big payoff. But see, that's the thing. It's like I said, it's Lovecraftian. I don't think there's any big payoff in Lovecraft stuff. Oh, you know, I it's mean, like the, a lot of Lovecraft stuff. No, but then you have fucking Cthulhu and like. But yeah, do they ever say? Do they ever just like deliver, or is it like? Oh, and then it went, then it went black and then later we're talking about kind of what happened. Maybe. Yeah. It's kind of a doom element. Yeah. It is Lovecraftian, but, uh, that doesn't mean it's good. It just means that a lot of people who like Lovecraft will purport to enjoy this. Yeah. So that's, that is a good segue into final recommendations. Who do you think would like this movie? (laughs) I don't want to like cast any aspersions on anyone. I'm just going to say that if dry humor is your deal and and you're not in... This isn't a horror movie. It's not. It's There's nothing scary about this movie. It's horror adjacent. Yeah. Um, 
it is I mean I'll give it I'll give it that it is a horror movie in the same way that Shaun of the Dead is a horror movie um but uh yeah I I don't I I I wouldn't recommend this to anyone really yeah I just don't I I just there's so many more movies that I would recommend that I'd just be like I don't know yeah that I mean, it's a Christmas movie. Watch fucking Gremlins. It'll be great. I think, like, it's interesting enough to recommend. Like, I'd say if you are in the mood for a really dry, dark comedy uh, Christmas horror movie, which was probably pretty rare, <laughs> then this is... This is your... Uh, it's not Jack Frost. This is your option. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we we watched a little bits and pieces of Jack Frost after this, and I was like, why didn't we watch this? Yeah. What's her name? Shannon Elizabeth? You know, yeah. Just getting in a tub with... Getting raped by a snowman. It was fabulous. I can't even tell if she was getting raped. Oh, she was. Oh, okay. Because he puts his carrot nose back on, and it's steaming. <laughs> you know where that carrot's been. <laughs> Wow. I mean, come on, like 13-year-old me got it. <laughs> yeah, but like but but 37-year-old you sees the nuance, right? <laughs> like it could be the nuance with Jack Frost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should watch it so I can just so I can appreciate it on so many more levels now. <laughs> Anyways, that's that's rare exports. Um yeah, kind of a disappointment. Yeah. It was kind of oversold, but I, I see the value in it, but I probably won't watch it again. I won't watch it ever again. Okay, let's move on to taglines. Here's taglines. Okay, I got a couple taglines. Um, so taglines is a bit where we come up with alternate taglines, kind of a good uh, summary moment. These are the also could be seen as the main takeaways of the film. Jokes, takeaways, taglines. Let's not overanalyze it. Yeah. All right, rare exports. The exports are dongs. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> they did end up exporting those dongs all over the world. Yeah. Uh, rare exports. Never has a movie needed a female cast as badly as when the dick stampede hits. <laughs> there was not one woman in this movie. That's true. There what, isn't. Where? Where? Wh- wh- why isn't Black Christmas talking about that? Right. <laughs> Where are all the vaginas in this Where are all the women? Where are all the roles for women in Finnish horror? Right. What what the hell are you doing up there? Okay. All the the good-looking ladies have have left because it's too cold. Yeah. They're nipping out too hard. Yeah. Chafing. They just get exported to the rest of the world to be supermodels. Yeah. Uh, Rare exports. Celebrating the magic of Eldritch Santa. (laughs) Uh, Rare exports. Turbo Kid meets Old Man Porn. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, we didn't really talk about Turbo Kid. Yeah. So the kid, like, through most of the movie is in this, like, safety gear. He's yeah. got a helmet and, and knee pads on and stuff. And it looks very a lot 70s. like Turbo Kid. Yeah, very, like, early 80s, late 70s, like, safety gear. Yeah. 
And That's a real fun movie, by the way. If you haven't seen Turbo Kid, go check that out. Yeah, just a blast. Yeah. Um, rare exports. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus balls. <laughs> rare exports. Okay, this is more of just a thought. Uh, this movie brought the question to mind, do Norse people just have antifreeze in their blood? Like, these people are walking around with, like, just a layer on, and I'm like, this kid's, have half this movie, this kid's ass is out while he's pissing outside. <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus Christ. And his urine is, like, freezing in the air and dropping his, like, little icicles yeah and then while we were watching it you and i were kind of like man who wants like i run hot all the time and you run hot uh i think i i think i might do well in a place like this yeah because i i just i'm like last night it wasn't cold here you know yeah it it was just kind of temperate it was like 55 fahrenheit Mm -hmm. um through the whole night so the house didn't get down low like it normally does it was fucking frying all night long (laughs) My wife, I don't know if I've mentioned my this before. My wife. My wife. Aaron sense, sets the temperature to 69 degrees. Oh, my God. And she's like, it's it's so cold. The kids are going to freeze in their sleep. I'm like, put what, a blanket what blankets on. are for? 69? See, the thing with, with blankets is they're insulation. And if you produce no... I, my wife is like... My wife? Like, is like a... What do you call that? <laughs> a warmth denier? What are the animals that are called reptile? God damn. Why, why could I not think of the word reptile? Erin is... She's a lizard person? I, I have doubts of her mammalhood because she does not produce heat at all. She'll be under the blankets for like two hours and her fingers will still be ice cold. That's poor circulation right there. Yeah. That's for sure. Wow. Yeah. 69. I, like, we get it down to 62 at night, and I'm still hot. Yeah. And, and, and anytime women come into the house, they're like, oh, my God. Like, it's so cold, right? He, ha- he makes me keep it this way. I'm like, I, like, I would explode. I'd burst into flames if it's I have to. I have to turn it down to, like, 66 on the down low. Like... She's like, oh, it's so cold, it's freezing, I won't be able to sleep. And then she'll like set it to 69, and then I'll go on the phone and be like, tick, 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 tick. <laughs> it's, 60, it's 66 throughout the day in our house. Like, that's the hot temperature? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, I'd, I'd do well. And, yeah, you know, yeah, I, got that, I got that Norse blood in me. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's... Wait, do you, have, uh, do you have any more? I don't have any more taglines. I have one more. Okay, go for it. Rare Exports, a Christmas story. You've seen Gremlins. You've heard of Black Christmas. Now get ready for a real letdown. <laughs> and just watch Gremlins. It'll be great. Yeah, for our Christmas season. Last, w- last was, year. What was the first one we, we did? Did we do a Christmas movie, the first? American Psycho. Yeah. Was that the first one? Yeah, it was. It was the... Uh, oh, that's right. American Psycho was, had a Christmas moment in it. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Patrick. Mistletoe alert. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on to... It came from social media. Yes, it came from social media. To fill the world with terror. To bring you unforgettable suspense. <laughs> what was it? Where did it come from? Who were the all-powerful creatures it brought from social media? And what did they want on Earth? 
So a lot of people have reached out to us this week. I think people are <laughs> getting more time off work ah. and like having a little more free time to spend on sweet, sweet horror movie talk. Um, but before we get with the people that reached out to us, I reached out to superfan Magnus mm. in Sweden. I call him Magnus the Manus. Um, And I just asked him what his opinion on Rare Exports was. I I texted him on Facebook last night at, like, midnight. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, I was going to ask him what he thought about it. And he hadn't watched it yet. And he was like, oh, I'll watch it today. And I'm like, oh, well, we're going to be recording in, like, seven hours, so it doesn't give you much time. He's like, no problem, because it was 1 o'clock in the morning when I was telling him this. It was one o'clock in the morning for you or for him? For me. Oh, okay. So for him, it was probably like... Yeah, it was probably in like the... Middle of the day. It was probably like, uh, I don't know, like 10 o'clock in the morning or something. I can't believe you were up at one o'clock last night? Yeah. Oh, my God. I went out to the bar last night, and I was in bed by midnight. Really? Yeah. Wow. I didn't drink, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I asked him what his opinion was. And he says, well, um, I'll give it a shot anyways. From what I can tell, it's a Finnish movie, and the Finns are a special breed for sure. And he says, all right. So I watched it, and it's quite nice. It's fun to see horror movies from other countries, and especially from Scandinavia. It's not that common. It was a bit strange, but in a good way. And it's always fun to see movies explore the folk tale about evil Santa. Ha ha. And it's, it's hard to read. Laughter. Yeah. On a text. Yeah, well. He wrote out ha-ha, so I just Especially when you're soulless. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Dave. Um, And it's all... Ha-ha. You all all know what laughter sounds like. Uh, But it was more fun than scary, uh, which is a trade-off. I'm more interested to know. And then he asked, asked, do you have Christmas calendars in the U.S.? Otherwise, it might seem a little strange to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. We do. We have Advent calendars, kind of the countdown. Yeah, little chocolates. Yeah, part of the the movie was Peter, like, taping (laughs) up and stapling the last day on Advent calendar. He does not want that Advent calendar. Yeah, Peter took a lot of, um, in that movie, he took a lot of... cautionary measures against santa so he put like a bear trap in the in the fireplace and uh (laughs) he almost killed his dad with it and uh yeah he'd he'd, like tape up the advent calendar staple it shut so that the 24th couldn't uh christmas eve couldn't hit and uh yeah all these kinds of different things that he was like he was very worried young lad yeah um i i asked magnus specifically what was um specifically scandinavian about it like okay was, good this was, is this is what i wanted, wanted to ask he said not a lot i guess Be, besides the nature and the importance of reindeers for people in northern sweden and finland but also that Finns are so damn fucking depressing and bleak <laughs> my family is part finnish but that country is really rough and they seem so un- unhappy with life in general and then he says and that the movie talks about the sami or samaritan Smyrna, some Myrna are indigenous people. They use them in the movie like American movies use Native American burial grounds to make something spooky and old timey. Oh. And that's about it. 
Okay. So that was that was his take. So on it. so that was specifically what I wanted to ask. I'm mm-hmm. I'm interested in Magnus's take on Finnish the Finns right. because he's like the Finns are a special breed for sure. And and then he the, he he delves into it. He's like, oh well, it's it's rough out there. I'm so interested to know what that means. Can you tell us what that is? It just is it just kind of underdeveloped because it's so it's so remote and uh i mean it's i think it's like the scandinavian country that it's infected with russian <laughs> you know it's like because they've been invaded by russia oh yeah and there's kind of like a back and forth yeah between them so it's kind of like i'm assuming a little bit of that you know yeah vodka real, life real, real <laughs> like, soviet block like yeah, car drives you think, kind of thing. I think they were were they part of the Soviet Union? I don't Finland? No, I don't believe so. Uh I, I don't think so. The, they're right there on the edge to where like the Soviet Union was like, yeah, but you're next, right? Yeah, and Finnish does sound like you know, Swedish and Norwegian, they don't they they kind of sound like their own thing. Finnish yeah. sounds like Russian kind of. You can you can get Yeah, a little... Swedish sounds like the Swedish chef. I mean, yeah. we're, we're very cultured here. So, <laughs> that's that's what Magnus sounds like <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I mean that's Did you just pull a clip of Magnus's voice? Uh-huh. Um yeah, so that's interesting to me, Magnus, if you want to tell us more about the Finns and uh, or your heritage or any anything about Finland that that's interesting. I'm I'm all ears because uh, that's it's a unique sounding group of people that I'm right. interested to know more about. Be like Americans in Canada. Like, what is the difference? Yeah, there's something, but it's hard to put your finger on. I can't remember. I can't remember is if uh, Gorgorov lead singer Gall. I can't remember if he's Finnish or. Swedish or Norwegian. They all run together. Y'all look alike to me. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so other some other comments on social media. Yeti Witch on Instagram um, says, shout out to Horror Movie Talk for the laughs. Depression sucks, but this podcast has helped keep my mind off things. Seriously, guys, give them a listen. So thank you for the endorsement. And that means a lot to me because, like, I'm a I'm pretty open about being severely depressed most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh it's good to know that we're an escape. Yeah, man. That it's fun enough to, you know, help people. It means so much getting these getting these interactions with with people who listen to us. I I never would have thought. I never would have thought that some that we'd be helping somebody. Right. Uh, so thank you, Yeti Witch, and uh, things will get better, and yep. we love you very much. Um, or they might not get better, but you'll <laughs> still have us. <laughs> just, just know you've got a friend in depression. Like it, this might be all there is, Yeti Bryce, Witch. Bryce has been quoted as saying to me. He's like, I don't really want to not be depressed because it's like a friend. Yeah, it's like a blanket. It's like the overcast weather in the Northwest. Um, it just feels nice coming back to overcast after being, you know, in a sunny place for so long. Bryce and his depression. I'm just a happy camper. <laughs> Rocking and a rolling. Rocking and a rolling. Yeti Witch is actually from Seattle, so it. Might also just be seasonal effect. Maybe if we just moved away from the Pacific Northwest, would be fine. I was I, so my brother and I were driving home from uh, karaoke last night, and and we were like, uh, I was like, man, I really like this place. 
because it was raining out and yeah. it was pretty. And I, and I was just like, I don't get the seasonal affective disorder. I guess I understand why it happens to people. It's just it like I have an appreciation for the aesthetic mm-hmm. at this point. Right. And uh, and man, I've been like I've lived in places where it's perpetually sunny, like San Luis Obispo. Oh, it, the opposite happens. Like it's like all of January and February, it's 70 degrees. Uh, and uh, and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Um, okay. Another commenter, Gabriella V on Facebook. This is the one that, we'll call that her, commented us. We'll call her Gabby V. Gabby V on Facebook. Uh, she messaged us right as we were watching. Rare, Rare exports. exports. Yeah. She said, hey, guys, I've been binge listening to your podcast while doing housework, and I have my own game. Take a bong rip whenever the goddamn look at those hot children clip is played. Play it. Can you play that? Oh, yeah. God damn, look at those hot children. She's getting high right now. <laughs> Get prepared. God damn. God damn. God damn, look at those hot children. God damn. Damn, look at those hot children. I'll have you know that is... going to be high as fuck. <laughs> um, she says, play that. Uh, take a bong rip whenever that clip is played or when someone burps. It's great fun, so thanks. About the Diva Cup. So, yeah, we talked about Black Christmas. <laughs> yeah. this, a lot of these comments are commenting on the Diva Cup. Oh, yeah. Um, and Jessica talked to us about the Diva yeah. Cup, too. Yeah, that's the... That's the next one? I've, I've got her. So she uh, So, Gabby V says, about the Diva Cup... That was an accurate description, except it just holds the flow. It's not like a cork or something. <laughs> well, what did I, what did I say? What, I mean, isn't that what a cork is, though? Yeah, it Doesn't just it just hold the, the flow? Yeah. My dad used to threaten me when I'd fart a bunch. She'd be like, you better cut that out or I'm going to put a cork in it and then put a little hole in the cork so it whistles. Oh, you know what? Maybe holding the flow, it's just like, like the reservoir, just like, it's like a little cup, you know, like a diva cup. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so it's that's... probably you're not like putting it in there for the whole week of your period. No, obviously <laughs> like, you <laughs> <laughs> like pulling it out like a bloody booger. <laughs> that's that's really the elevator doors in The Shining, just like sepaloosh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, so to finish up with with Gabby V. Anyways, I wish you and your podcast the best in 2020, and I'll keep listening. So thank you, Gabby. Dude, Gabby, I got to tell you, like I've told so many of my family and friends about this. I, 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 I say never in my wildest dreams, uh, two, two almost uh, a year and a half ago when we started this podcast, did I believe that I would be able to say some cool girl in from Bolivia is oh, yeah, taking. We didn't mention that she's from. Bolivia, but yeah. some cool girl from Bolivia is taking bong rips to a sound <laughs> clip of me being like uh, saying questionably pe- pedo things, which, by the way, is taken completely out of context. If you want to hear the actual clip, go back and listen to our review of Sleepaway Camp and you will get the full context for that clip, which is not creepy at all. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, it's creepy, but it described anyway. <laughs> but she's taking bong rips to it's, this is the weirdest, like, the internet is the strangest place on the planet that this that this pairing happened. Right. That Gabby's taking bong rips to us burping. Like, what's happening? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Tracy, uh, another super fan, friend of the show, friend of us. I yeah. mean, we, well, you still work with her. Mm-hmm. I used to work with her. Yeah. Um, 
on Facebook, she reached out and was curious. I've never been to this, but it seems interesting. Made me think of you guys. Have oh, you ever no, been? You're and using if not, this against me. Is this something horror movie talk would attend? And she linked to the horror movie or the Portland Horror Film Festival, which is a yearly festival that happens in the summer. That on multiple occasions I've gone to David and said, like, we should go to this. Like, shouldn't we like be involved? It's here in portland i know there's some other portland pods that like go every year and are really involved i think they even like mc some stuff the uh, eric from the scariest things yeah by the way shout out to eric uh check out eric over at the scariestthings.com that's just one t scariest things yeah they uh they have another podcast it's a little bit higher great podcast not great spellers <laughs> And and when Bryce approached me with that Portland Horror Film Fest, I was like, God didn't do that. You did it. You're a fucking narcotics agent. I knew it. I knew you were a narcotics agent so, sitting here to try and fucking get me to do things. Yeah, so there's there's the Portland Horror Film Festival, and then there's also a Lovecraftian Film Festival yeah. at the Hollywood Theater that Which, happens every year. Not interested in that at all. And like two weeks ago, randomly, there was a horror film festival at the Kickens Theater in like in our own hometown and even that was like yeah, seems like a lot of effort <laughs> maybe you want to maybe you want to describe my my aversion well i get it these film festivals are they're not showing the best horror films they're know. showing like new horror films new talents short films that are looking to be discovered and the majority of them are not going to be discovered because they're probably shit yeah and i frankly i don't want to talk to anybody who wants to talk to me (laughs) yeah and david really has a fear of you know public speaking especially yeah but uh in particular, like it's kind of weird to me because you feel like a very way more social than me. But in terms I'm of like social, yeah, networking stuff uh, and putting yourself out there in in the public sphere to people that you're not interested in talking to uh, or to try to like drum up something yeah. that's not something you're into. It's a weird thing. It's like uh, it's like I had a conversation with. Uh, with a couple people recently who are like, do you attend these networking events? I'm like, no, do you, do you get value out of it? And they're like, oh yeah, I love meeting other like-minded individuals that, mm, that are passionate about the thing that I'm passionate about. I'm like, I'm not passionate about fucking anything. So number one, I can't relate (laughs) to you on that. And number two, that's well, the most is, ambiguous, thing. like bullshit answer. Like, yeah, but are we you are serious. We are passionate about the podcast, yeah, and talking about horror movies at this point. Yeah, I. It's. Did you do? you know what I mean, though? Like, I just like this. Um, I, I just, I, I feel like I'm perpetually. Um, so here's the thing, like, yes, just granted, jaded, jaded as fuck. It like, is. It is painful. It is painful going to an event where it feels you're like not being gonna, forced to go to church. Right. You're not going to necessarily jo- enjoy all the films. There might be a lot of shit there, a lot of interesting stuff, but not something that you'd want to sit there for three days to watch. Yeah. Um, a lot of people that are like minded and probably be interested in the podcast. I mean, that's for me would be the benefit to like 
introduce people to the podcast because they're all in one area. Um, even advertising there would probably be a good idea. Um, and that's that's what I'd look at it for for networking and then possibly doing interviews or something yes. like that. That's something that a lot of podcasts do is like interview upcoming talent and maybe I know, you know we, talk, we should do it. People. I know so it's all we this should stuff. do it. And when last we talked about it, David was like, <laughs> this is my favorite view is like, I don't want to do like much more stuff with a podcast. I just want to keep doing this and steadily growing until the point where it's undeniable. Yeah. That we're invited. Yeah. Where, where it's like, oh, them. Yeah. We know them. Yeah. Because it's been happening. There's there's a chick from fucking Bolivia taking bong rips to me burping. Like <laughs> it's gonna happen. Don't worry. So, I mean, there's there's avenues that we could explore with film festivals. I want to go. Um, Tracy was in the same boat with me. Is like, I'm kind of curious, but I don't want to go alone. Like that. It it's it's painful enough for me that I wouldn't want to do it alone. I'd want a co-conspirator. I have the answer. I just I just I, this flashed in front of me. Okay, we do a FaceTime, and you get me one of those. You get me a, like a, a, a a tablet, and you get me like a little surrogate <laughs> robot, or just even like even just like an IV stand with a with a tablet holder, uh-huh. and you just wheel me around. I will I will do that. All over the place because that puts a shield between me and other people. Oh, I would it's do so that. Weird. Yeah, the other idea of, that we think had... of think of the draw that that would create. People be like, "What the fuck is there a guy in that?" And you'd be like, "Yeah, I'm wheeling my friend around. He's he's socially retarded." <laughs> the other idea that we thought about was maybe doing a screening at Kiggins. Yeah, and David is so deathly afraid of public speaking. I don't want to do that. that. Like he can't even. I, I just okay so there's so I can do public speaking but it's the first two or three minutes where my voice where my like v- like the breath leaves my diaphragm uh-huh. and I'm just <sighs> so you guys <laughs> yeah yeah there is there is a there is a horror a monthly horror movie screening at Kiggins Theater like you should you should check it out online just search Kiggins Theater in Vancouver Washington it's a cool cool theater but there's a monthly horror screening put on by a different podcast and poorly attended he never made yeah. anything off of it according um, to him according to him but i i don't know there might be still opportunity there i'm not sure how much he promoted it yeah no his promotion sounded pretty lackluster to me yeah um, um okay two more sorry hey by the way thank you tracy yeah, we thank really you, tracy. appreciate you putting me on blast like that. <laughs> well she didn't know i'm putting you on blast no, i know uh okay jessica see another super fan on facebook may i offer a critique i will anyways <laughs> <laughs> when womanly themes occur perhaps coax one of your wives to be a guest for example, if you ever review Carrie, I reckon a woman ought to be present to offer her perspective. I think it might mean something to your lady listeners. I would also like to add that I would have loved to educate you about the Diva Cup, but I have no experience. I'm not going to invest uh, money, money in one of those for risk of jinxing myself into an early menopause. <laughs> Menopause sounds great. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I've been through it. It's Aaron Aaron awesome. welcomes menopause. She's like, God damn it. Come to me now. 
Um, to to Jessica's point, uh, I responded to her saying, "How dare you assume my gender? <laughs> I am a woman, and uh, and I I can accurately represent." So first of all, Who, who's to say that my experience as a woman is different than yours? Right. Um, I can have babies, and I am a woman. Uh, but did you hear uh, today? Uh, there's a big, a big headline uh, coming out of Multnomah County. So here in Portland, uh, a, a trans uh, person is suing Nike for 1.1 million dollars for use of misgendering pronouns. So. I mean, it's getting to the point where I can literally talk with expertise knowledge of women's f- feminine, you know, f- female issues. All of them. Really. And if you don't accept it, we'll come at you. Right. I will sue you for libel. Yeah. So slander and no, but but seriously, though, um, that's a, a very good point. And uh, my wife will won't come on the podcast. She's come on once and it was like pulling teeth trying to get her in here. I'd love to have Carrie back on. She was great. Yeah, I'm sure she got to do a game of horror or porno with Carrie. She would love to throw me <laughs> under the bus. <laughs> um, yeah, we try to drag Aaron in on stuff. She's been on. I mean, she she great, gave great perspective on like Ready or Not and and The Shining. I've actually been talking to a horror writer who who's a who's a woman and uh who i would love to have on the show so maybe you will see her soon and maybe we could maybe we could make it a a uh a a feminine agenda movie feminine product movie (laughs) let's not go that there should be we'll just make it yeah there's there's a couple there's a couple movies that would be great for like uh having a female here, a female. I feel so dirty saying female. I feel like a neckbeard. Yeah. To have a, a woman. When the shoe fits. On the pot. <laughs> uh, Carrie, definitely. Raw, if we ever watch that one, would be great. Um, Raw, it's like a French horror mil- oh. movie. It's really good. Oh, um, uh, Chopping Mall, because girls like to, to shop and, in the mall. And they have tits. Right. There's lots of tits in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Is there is there a horror movie about the kitchen? <laughs> I feel like the Babadook centered around the yeah, kitchen. Yeah, Babadook. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, to finish up, Jessica says, "Don't get me wrong. I like Eric as he gives some sick fist bumps." So Jessica always also works with David and formerly Eric. Yeah, um, he's dead now. If they have a good personality and they are not great looking, then who fucking cares? Well, let's just say hypothetically. Let's say hypothetically. Um, finally, the the last comment. This is from another podcast that reached out to us on Twitter. They followed us, and I asked them if they were a fan of the show. They said, hey, HMT. This is from Astro Radio Z on Twitter. They said, hey, HMT, just listened to an episode this morning. Um, it was the Black Christmas episode. It was fun, even though your lack of John Saxon knowledge is shocking. And personally, I'm ashamed of you of the guy that didn't know him. And then he laughs. And then, nice to meet you. As someone that produces a podcast as well, it's tough to find other shows that feel good. Good job. My show focuses more on obscure underground stuff, so I'd recommend it. But I don't know if it would be your bag. I actually listened to one of his episodes. It is really, like, interesting. It's it's really good. Um, it feels like a radio oh, channel. Nice. Yeah, I really enjoy the radio format. Yeah, because he... 
they do the reviews they cover a couple movies uh like you said kind of more schlocky or older movies mm-hmm. um and uh give it like a very serious treatment um and that's astro radio z astro radio z really good um sounding podcast good production value i think everyone calls in but it, you wouldn't be able to tell and uh so they they do a review and then like there's interstitial music like full songs like uh really moody stuff and he's got like poetry reading stuff it's really cool it's, like yeah. a really cool laid back kind of feel um oh, definitely kinda could, like kind of like a kabu kind of feel like this is kabu radio <clears throat> maybe not that much okay. but it's more of it feels like an independent radio station kind of okay. kind of weird kind of pirate radio yeah it's really cool. You should check them out. That's Astro Radio Z yeah, on who, Twitter. D- d- am I the one who didn't know about John Saxon? Probably. Who's John, who's John Saxon? He was in the first Black Christmas. Okay. All right. I, mean, I don't know about John Saxon. Yeah. This is, some people know everything. Some people are like fucking... You know how little kids are like, uh, there's this basketball player and he does this and his name's this and there's this one and he does this and his name's this. It's like some people are that way with movies and shit and it's like, I don't, I don't know. I can with some. You know who Jennifer Aniston is? Like, yeah, I do. She's the one with tits, right? Yeah. They're real perky. Yeah. David is of the opinion that... Those were fake nipples on Friends. Well, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure they were because it's uh, so if if you go if you go and watch Friends, like they basically plaster nipples all over that show. Um, it's definitely the source of my coming of age story. And uh, and man, I, I've heard all kinds of weird rumors like they cut holes in the bras and then also that they just put plasties like like fake nips on the outside of the bra because okay because like rachel in particular but even even lisa kudrow and and cock courtney cox have these nips that just cannot stop they do <laughs> not quit they're going through a bra and a like a wool like a sweater. sweater and it's like wow look at the definition on those things <laughs> like i don't i don't want you to ruin this for me <laughs> I need a source. I got to tell you, gonna, it gonna... looks so natural every time that it, it would not surprise me if it were her nips. I can't believe we're getting. I mean, it's this. mostly it's mostly Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Like she's the most known. Thank God. This it is at might, the end of the episode. It might be just really, really, really cold on set. Uh, maybe. But why weren't the, any of the guys nipping out? I never once saw Joey's nips. That's true. Never. Maybe they just wear darker shirts. No, he was wearing a red shirt last night when I was stretching. (laughs) All right. Well, that's the show for today. Let us know what you think of Rare Exports. Um, Thank you so much, everyone. It came from social media. Thank you for reaching out to us. It makes a big difference. Yeah, it's really... I can't express how much happiness we feel from people reaching out. Real feelings. Yeah. Even people that that shit on us i get a lot of mirth from it's like (laughs) the guy the cock goblin review (laughs) yeah on on apple podcast oh you uh (laughs) it's it's fun like when people are like these guys like hereditary they're the reason why horror is bad now yeah it's like like, all right all right um okay so thanks again for all the fans for listening Please share the show with a friend. It's how we grow. We don't do any advertising. And uh, 
please, if you have an iPhone or if you know someone with an iPhone, please go to Apple Podcasts, look up Horror Movie Talk, and leave us a uh, rating. You don't even have to write a review. You can if you want. That'd be nice. But um, leave a rating. That's really will help us out. It's honestly amazing. Like when I had in-laws over, I had them all leave a rating, and we had a we, huge upsurge. Yeah, we shot up in the in the rankings on i on Apple Podcast yeah. for a couple of days. Um, has a really big impact. Um, so if you like the show or if you like other podcasts, leave a rating. It really helps out. Um, again, go to our website horrormovietalk.com. dot com. You can click through to Amazon. If you buy anything, we'll get a little taste of that. If you want to contribute. Um, directly and get access to exclusive patron content go to our patreon patreon.com slash horror movie talk and um, again special thanks to all the people that reached out magnus jessica yeti witch gay gabriella uh tracy and astro radio z we'll see you next week which will be in the new year Hey, also check out Shudder, S-H-U-D-D-E-R dot com and enter HMT at checkout to get yourself 30 days of free streaming on an exclusively horror streaming platform. Yeah, don't say we never did anything for you. Yeah, for real, guys. So, <gasps> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Christmas. Christmas.